again, all my gorgeous listeners, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Glow West podcast, where we chat about all the delights of sex, sexuality, and the body. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and I'm always part of the Tortoise Shack Network, where you can find tons of podcasts on politics, culture, society, and of course, me with the sex podcast. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack to help keep the mics up and running. Or if you like, please pop over to Apple and rate and review. That helps get the word out about the podcast too. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, the Twitter and Instagram is at Glow West Podcast. Same everywhere. Happy days. So today we are talking about a very small item, but actually quite a big one and its impact um, on our sex lives cannot be misunderestimated. So we are talking about the joy of condoms today. And I have a fab guest to talk about those wonderful, tiny, shiny rubbers, French letters, whatever you want to call them today. I'm talking to Mike Taylor, who is the business manager at LTC Healthcare, and he's responsible for looking after the export, marketing and new product development. LTC Healthcare has existed since 1993, supplying the NHS with a variety of sexual health items for over 20 years. LTC has its own brand of condoms and lubricant called EXS, which is designed to challenge the industry norms by offering a unique, innovative, high-quality product at a more reasonable cost and very cute designs as well. We have to put that part in as well. So, Mike, how are you today? Hi there, Caroline. Yes, I'm very good, thank you. It's starting to get a little bit chilly outside now, so we're starting to get wrapped up a little bit, but God, there you go. I'm already starting. Already with the, with the sex puns, straight in there. Like, I mean, yeah, wrap it up. It's like your whole life. <laughs> that's Absolutely. that's what you do. Absolutely. So tell us what an everyday life experience in the world of a, a condom guru, probably, is that your word? <laughs> What's that like to talk about condoms all day long? Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of those cliches you hear, but no two days are the same. And you hear that in a lot of jobs. Um, I can literally say no two days are the same here. We get to work with some fantastic characters, uh, various different people from a whole range of different industries. We're very lucky at LTC. We've got a fantastic export customer base. So we're now selling to 26 countries across Europe and from as far far afield as like Bangladesh and Yemen. We supply a lot to uh, the European countries as well. Uh, so we get to meet a whole mix of different characters. And it's, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's exciting industry. Uh, there's a serious aspect, which, you know, we you'd, you'd expect working in this, but then there's also the fun side of things as well. So, so yeah, fantastic. Bit of everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that sounds fab because I love the, the kind of graphics that go into condoms and anyone who follows um, my Instagram, the Glow West podcast one, will see that I have a collection of vintage condoms from, I think the earliest one is like the 1920s, I think. And I love the graphic design of them for like, these little small things that like aren't really meant to be seen in daylight a lot of the time and they're not meant to be kept you know people use them and throw them away they're not saving them for like you know a special memory or something or maybe they are I don't know that's maybe who knows what people collect um but I love the design of yours as well like the little cute smiley faces I think it's just so nice to inject a bit of fun but also nice graphic design into our contraception like talk to us about the smiley face ones 
Yeah, so so the smiley face condoms, uh, they were designed for a reason. So obviously, first they like I say they look quite nice, they look quite cute and, and very friendly, which you know that's that's how all condoms should look, maybe. Exactly. Um, but but one of the the driving factor behind that was to really start removing some of the stigma attached with uh condoms. You know, you go back maybe 20, 30 years ago, condoms were very serious, very clinical. What we tried doing with EXS condoms is removing some of those barriers and saying, actually, condoms can be fun, uh, you can, <laughs> as, as they should be intended uh, to be used for, for fun-related item, uh, items, as you can see. But what we're trying to say is that condoms don't have to be so clinical. Condoms can have inject that little bit of humour and show your personality off as well. And, and hence, that was the driving factor for this smiley face condom. The, the other part of that, though, is some people do still feel uncomfortable with carrying condoms. So if you're seeing those clinical designs, which we just talked about, and people have got them in the pockets or in the handbags, if you're still living with your parents, for instance, you might feel uncomfortable having some of the well-known brands lying around in your bedroom or wherever you keep them. What we thought with the smiley face is actually, at first glance, you probably don't actually think it is a condom. So it's a way of, uh, I don't want to say disguising condoms because I don't believe that condoms should be disguised, but it's a way of potentially, I don't know, lightening the mood, yeah, let's say. not making it as obvious, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That I mean, that kind of sounds fun. And it just, like you said, it lightens the stigma part. And I know I think different genders face different stigma around condoms. So what's some of the stigma that you've heard in, in your line of work? You know, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because... Stigma can be interpreted in so many different ways. So some people, um, I've I've heard, and again, you can't. Um, I would never go into sort of blaming mentality or anything like that. But I've heard some people saying they feel ashamed of of carrying condoms, and they think, "Wow, you know, why why do we have condoms? It's you know for safer sex." Um, in reality, sex is the most natural thing in the world. At Absolutely. the end of the day. It's something which we shouldn't be shy or feel shamed for, for about. So that, that idea, people saying they feel either ashamed to have a condom, the stigma of, well, if I'm carrying a condom, does that make people think that I'm, again, it's, you know, have, going around and having lots of sex with lots of different partners? How do people interpret that? So I think for me, that's the, the areas of or the stigma about sex is all about what other people will interpret you to be like as a person for simply having condoms or having access to condoms. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? It's like if you're going to have sex with someone and then both people have agreed to do that and happy days, everything's going to be fun and consensual. And then someone already has a condom and it's like, oh, now I'm going to judge you for having a condom. And you're already like agreed to have sex with each other. But yet, yeah, this one extra little piece is the bad bit, apparently. Yeah. It, do you know, it, it's one of those things. What I would say is there's there's definitely been a shift in the market as well. So a lot of people now are a lot more o- open to condoms. You know, people are very much, you know, it's not as taboo as it might have been, you know, 30, 40 years ago, potentially. Um, it's great to see that as a society we are progressing and 
we've accepted that shock that believe it or not people are having sex it's crazy isn't it imagine <laughs> so, so it's great to see that we're starting to move forward and, and those stigmas which we've talked about there they are becoming less and less so that's fantastic mm, absolutely and I think the, the fun part of it as well you know the fact that it, it's just a regular like sex should be fun and therefore condoms should be a bit fun as well like and having like fun ones like glow in the dark and stuff if you want to have a glow in the dark lightsaber battle if you both have penises or something i mean you know happy days like why not like sex should be silly and we should see more porn doing silly things like that that would be a kind of fun thing so yeah that could be yeah absolutely caroline you've hit you know what what a fantastic point you've raised there as well because everyone associates sex as the fun part and then all condoms are, well, some people, again, going back to the stigma of condoms are a mood killer. I've heard that term before. But actually, you know, why not make condoms the fun part of sex or a fun part of sex, at least? Uh, like you say, there, EXS, we've got a range of the smiley face condoms. We've got the glow in the dark condoms. We've got a whole range of different types of condoms. Every type you can imagine, uh, we, we've got, you know, flavoured, uh, the different fin types of condoms. And that's the same for a lot of other brands out there as well. Condoms these days aren't, um, they're not what you'd imagine as they were 20 years ago, very plain, very clinical. They, were me- they still are medical devices, but they were marketed very much as medical devices 20 years ago. These yeah. days, I'm hoping people can start to see the fun side of them as well. Yeah, for sure. I think I've seen some on eBay that have like, um, like little kind of animals at the end or something. I don't know if they'd go inside someone. I don't maybe leave that one as a display piece or something. Yeah, just... do you know, some of those ones. So what I would say as well is obviously um, some condoms are marked as like novelty condoms. So the key thing to look out for, obviously, is that you've got the CE mark. Uh, so for condoms which are being sold across Europe, you've got to have the CE mark. Now, I'm not 100% sure that all of those novelty condoms, the one with the animals at the end, I think they might not be CMART. They're probably not classed as uh, class 2B medical devices. So, yeah, but again, good for awareness. Uh, I mean, yeah, good for something anyway, (laughs) not really for um, preventing STIs or anything like that. No, absolutely. And you have vegan condoms. So tell me what a vegan condom is, because the joke I always hear is, oh, but you're not going to eat it. It's like, "Mm, it's a bit more to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. So we we get uh, we get asked quite frequently, you know, what what is a vegan condom? How are condoms vegan? You know, there's no you know, quite rightly so. There's no you know, there's no meat or anything like that in, in uh, in a condom. However, I think we're all becoming a little bit more aware what veganism actually is. And uh, it's not just about saying, oh, if there's no meat, you're vegan. It's it's a case of it's what other products are in there, what other animal uh, products are contained in that. So in terms of the excess vegan range of condoms, what, what makes those vegan? Uh, the first part is no animal testing. So that's one big thing. When you go to get all your regulatory information, all your type testing, so each type of condom uh so whether it be small as a type uh large as a type flavored as another type each type will need testing um the option is do it on animals so and that evolves quite archaic and quite frankly unnecessary uh 
testing on animals. So they'll do things, you know, like rubbing the latex into the eyes of, you know, various animals and seeing how they react. It's very archaic. It's very outdated. Uh, however, some uh, some brands still test in that method. So um, the alternative to that is in vitro testing. So you, you do your testing in test tubes and or on, on sorry, not on animals, on humans. So you're moving away from the animal testing element of it. The other part of it is, um, so that's the cruelty-free part, sorry, of, of, with, associated with animal testing. Um, the other part of it is actually in the formulation of the latex itself. So again, other brands use um, casein in their condoms, which is a, a derivative of a milk protein. So again, milk proteins comes you know, from animals, so can't be used in a vegan condom so removing that casing element out the casing i try not bore you here caroline but uh <laughs> no it's, case- it's it's fascinating because like even if people had allergies or something you wouldn't think that you'd yeah. find it in a condom uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. So, so the casings used to soften the latex and there are alternatives out there now which you get the same result for so by removing the casing you've removed the animal protein and then there you go you've got you've got the vegan condom in in simple Fair. terms but you've hit you've hit a great point about um allergies and condoms as well there's now various types of latex uh you could use the polyurethane um uh, condoms and, and they're obviously made from it's you know it's a plastic ultimately mm. um so that's one way of removing the allergies to uh latex which some people have i think it's about three percent of the population have a latex allergy which is quite substantial if you're talking in the uk there that's probably a couple of million of people i'd say yeah, yeah. so so with that what i'd say is um there are different the it varies to the intensity of how much you know how much people suffer with a latex allergy so some people might have a mild rash or it might feel a little bit uncomfortable in the in the region where where the condom's being used um but other people react really badly to that so there are alternatives out there like vitex latex uh, that's got a much lower protein count less likely to cause the irritation so if you've got a mild allergy to latex using an alternative form rather than the uh, polyurethane condoms, which lie in the ground for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, there are alternatives great. today. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, we have to be a bit eco-friendly as well, I suppose. So we, we don't want to leave the aliens there for, or the, leave the condoms there for aliens to discover in five million years, whatever happens to be. Um, yeah. That One of the myths, I think, as well around around condoms are from people who just don't want to wear, wear them. And they say things like, oh, I'm too big for condoms or I can't feel anything if I'm wearing a condom. And yeah. a lot of the time, that's just not quite true. There may be a hint of truth in it, but it can be a way to pressure people, obviously, um, to have sex without one. But how do we how do you tackle that particular issue of people say, oh, they're just not for me? Yeah, so that's a really good point. Sizing and condoms, yeah, that's an issue which goes hand in hand. Like you say, there's the 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 tactics some people use saying, oh, I can't find a condom that fits me. Um Working in the industry, what I will say is there is definitely a condom that fits you. Uh, I'm aware of condoms. We're talking in in the world of condoms about uh, nominal width. There are condoms which are from 45 mil, so you know the, on the smaller end of the scale, 
all the way up to 72 mil, which is, wow, you know, that's pretty big. Um, there is always going to be a condom out there for everybody. But the key thing is about the education piece there. So it's about letting people know that actually there's a whole range of sizes there. Um, that there's a whole host of different options with different brands. It's just about making sure you find the right one, doing the research. And ultimately, God, if you look on Instagram, you'll see hundreds of videos of people blowing condoms up. Um, people say, you know, putting them all over their arms. And I'm yet to hear of a person with ultimately a penis, which, you know, which is bigger than someone's arm. So yeah, that, that might go. be quite record breaking there. <laughs> record, absolutely. Yeah, but I forget, and it drives me mad, I forget who said it. I think it was Linnea Marie who we've had on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure it's her apologies if, it, if it's not um but there is something about she had this quote about oh you can put a condom over a watermelon but is the watermelon comfortable so you you can put condoms over your arms or your foot but it's not necessarily comfortable and I think yeah it's like bra size people wear the wrong bra size all the time and people can wear the wrong condom size a whole lot and like maybe some people are really uncomfortable but then it's up to that person to learn that like yeah there are lots more out there like try different sizes and widths and yeah. brands and different thinness all the rest of it absolutely so if so if you went into your local store where you buy condoms from you'll probably be greeted by the usual suspects in terms of brands you get very limited choice the, the pretty colors on the box maybe make them look like you've got a lot of choice but in reality when you look behind what's behind that foil ultimately the condoms are very similar what you can do, look online. There's lots of research out there. You'll you'll be able to see, you know, in if you're in the UK, you can go on the NHS website. There's a whole host of different information available which tells you about sizing options. I know for a fact you can log on. Uh, there's various websites where you can almost download a, 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 a like a cutout which you can use to measure yourself and how what size of condom you actually need. And that sometimes these cutouts have recommendations use brand X and condom type Y. So there's a lot to do there, but it is all about that information piece and having that access to information. Mm, absolutely. And I think one key bit of information that we never see or, or we don't see enough of is that we should really be using lube with condoms. I think that gets missed in a lot of the, the equations all the time. And, um, you know, you have um, lube as well, which is fab. But like, how, how do we get that message out there that like they should be hand in hand? It's like peanut butter and, and jam. <laughs> it should be the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it, it goes back to that stigma. And, you know, we, I should be used to it working in this industry and everything else. Uh, you know, you hear all sorts of jokes when people talk about lube and everything else. Again, it's part of that stigma and, and normalising things. So, you know, the fact that somebody has a bottle of lube and surprise, surprise, they use it when they're having sex. Again, it's making sure, well, that's, that's normal. That's normal behaviour. You know, using that with condom, it benefits both parties, you know, so both both individuals use it. There, there are advantages of using the lubricant as well. So, yeah, I think it goes back to sort of the drumbeat we keep banging on. It's about just normalise things. It's, what we're doing is perfectly normal, guys. Absolutely. And I think it's important to remember those different types as well. You know, like we can't use a lot of oil based lubes with certain condoms as well because they'll kind of disintegrate it. So that's. Yeah the complete opposite of what we want for a condom to do we do not want it to melt off halfway through yeah 
Uh, absolutely, Karen. That's a fantastic point. I'm, I'm really glad you picked up on that because, again, you hear a lot of people kind of, I hear horror stories, people mentioning oil-based lubricants, uh, using things like you know Vaseline and all those sort of products. They, they don't work well with condoms. In fact, you, you just shouldn't use them with condoms. The, the problem is the oil-based, it has the interactions with the latex. It can potentially cause that latex to break down, deteriorate, and then obviously you've got problems there if when you're using a condom. Yeah. So what we always say is use a water-based lubricant. Mm, yeah, it makes a lot of sense as well. And so keep the oil-based for just masturbation time, maybe not Absolutely, for yeah. partnered condom sex time. Um, yeah. That's really important as well. And I think like access to that kind of information is is a privilege but should be a basic part of our sex education as well but i yes. know like you're really passionate about like that access to contraception as well like condoms are free in some places but they're not in others and they're expensive sometimes like everything's expensive if you don't have money like you know yeah. if, if you're young and you don't have money or just whatever's going on so you know like talk to us about how how we can improve that that situation of access yeah, so so for me, all of this, everything we do, and this is why you're doing such a great job with the podcast and everything else for you do, Caroline, is it's all about information. So I, you know, I as part of my job, I speak to a lot of different people. I speak to younger people as well about access to condoms and everything else. So the the thing for me is people feel like if you if you you're too embarrassed to go to the doctors, if you're too embarrassed to um I don't know, get, get access co- free contraception in some way. Uh, you're limited to walking sheepishly up to a, to one of the local stores and, uh, you know, accident, you know, feeling bad about asking for a pack of uh, condoms. The big thing, which I'm, I suppose, really passionate about is if you go into your shop and I've got to be very careful not to name other brands here, but if you go into your shop, the usual suspects, you'll be paying roughly 10 pounds um uh, and it's and it's you know similar across europe 10 euros for 12 condoms um and that's crazy to me people might think that's a reasonable price but wow that's crazy if you look at the price we sell condoms at, um you can get 144 condoms for that sort of price again it would be in a bulk pack rather than a retail pack but what it shows to me is actually people are forced down the line almost i don't want to say out of shame but people are sort of forced down the line where they feel embarrassed to go and speak to the local uh, health service providers and get access to free condoms but actually they're putting themselves out there and they're having to pay uh, extortionate amounts for for almost a, a basic privilege what, what i would say is because people do question and say well okay you've said that you can get alternative brands for cheaper prices does that mean they're not the same quality? All condoms are tested to the same standard, ISO 4074. And what it means is that you've got a, requ- a list of requirements that you've got to pass through in order to um, in order to sell your product. So as long as that's got the CE mark in, in, um, in the UK, if it's got the BSI kite mark, that's an added level of you know, quality assurance. Yes, you've gone through the test. All those products have been manufactured to the same standards. It's a very close-knit industry. What you'll probably find is some of these big brands are actually getting their products manufactured in the exact same factory as some of the smaller brands as well. So it's just something to be aware of. 
Yeah, I think some people can just trade on on brand names as well and recognition. And I think that's the same loads. Like I think, you know, in, in period care, you know, the, the, the big yeah. brands are more expensive because they can be because everyone knows yeah. them and think, oh, that brand must be good because I've heard that name. And it's like, well, that's just kind of marketing, really. You know, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> they've more money than others, maybe, or they've been yeah. going longer or something like that. So absolutely, and I, I think like that, a te- like a 10 pound or 10 euro, I, I forget the minimum wage in Ireland. I think it's around 10 euro something, I think, or 11 yeah. euro. So um, I don't know what the minimum wage in England is, probably around the same Yeah, around the less. same sort of market. So, you change, yeah, change yeah. on your age, so, obviously. Like, that's a lot of people who have to work for an hour to, yeah. uh, you know, to afford a packet of condoms and like you know I've been in that situation where I don't have a spare tenner and I am horny and it's like you know is it condoms or is it food you know yeah. it's like that people shouldn't have to choose between healthcare, like because it is healthcare. absolutely yeah ultimately yeah. condoms are medical devices there's no getting away from that so like I say people are, are having to uh spend an awful lot on those basic you know it's it's a basic right in a lot of ways Absolutely. And they're a lot cheaper than babies as well. So, you know, <laughs> as as some of us may or may not find out um, in that line. But yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. And I think, you know, like you said there about having, having a bulk pack of 144, I love the idea of people at home, if, if we got rid of stigma and we live in this lovely fantasy world of like, just having like a really cool bowl of, of like your 144 condoms, yeah. like ready to go and have it be like, just a, a cool thing in your house to be like, here's my bowl of condoms, like pick which yeah. one you want to use. Like, <laughs> I think that I would be impressed if I went back to someone's house and they did that. Like, I wouldn't think that they were any, I wouldn't think anything negative. I'd be no, like, either. that's really cool. But like, yeah, we're not quite there yet. And also, <laughs> why are condoms sold in packets of three? What, what's, where did the three thing come from? Yeah, do you know, so I think, again, the, there's the whole history of i suppose it is a history isn't it? it's the history of condoms so the, the free packs free packs of condoms that'll traditionally if i if i was to guess that would come from the whole concept of vending machines so you know if condoms are in vending machines whether you find them in petrol stations or airports or wherever else uh that, that'll be wider in freeze um i'm sure there's also a bit more history as well there you know in terms of when we're all a little less open about talking about condoms you know, keep them very small, hidden away in smaller yeah. packs. Uh, but yeah, traditionally they're in freeze. You see them in packs of six, tens or twelves. And then when you supply to the NHS like we do, uh, that's when you start looking at these larger quantities. So a standard clinic pack, as we would call it, LTC, um, they come in packs of 144s, so 144 condoms. It's a gross of condoms. You can also get them hovering that as well, packs of 500. So that's when they're going out to the clinics and then they're getting handed out. Yeah. 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 Packs of three won't go very far in those, <laughs> in those places. No, do we? So. God, yeah. And is that like you're, so you're supplying to STI clinics or um, kind of sexual health clinics in, in that case? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so, yeah. So we supply to a various different uh, clinics across the UK. Um, again, it's you know one of the big ones is obviously the C card scheme which we have over here. So that's where people. I think it's. I need to just double check my numbers here. It's it's either it's up to the age of twenty five. I think people have the right to access free condoms if you sign up to the C card scheme. So you can go to any big city in the UK, or I say big city, any place in the UK, whether it's our nearest city, which is Leeds, where you 
I was in Leicester earlier this week and I met the, the, the people running the C-card scheme down there. Um, and, and you can go to one of the clinics, present your C-card, and then you get access to, to free condoms, which is fantastic. That's and it's amazing. A, yeah, it's fantastic. We've, we're so lucky to have that yeah. uh, that access. That's so good. Because like, even if you were shy or embarrassed or anything, you can just kind of flash your card and, and away you go. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. I think I read something about that before. Are they trying to make that? Is there a website involved where you can have access to some kind of sex education online as well? Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the big thing, as I, I promised, I wouldn't mention the C word on this uh, podcast, but COVID has been a massive... Uh, no escape. <laughs> there's no escape. So a lot of these clinics, when when we were in all the various lockdowns over the past 18 months, uh, a lot of the clinics, unfortunately, had to, you know, almost close the doors or there was restricted access and everything else. So when we were in the absolute height of COVID and everything's uh, going on there, a lot of the clinics and charities as well, that's the other point to raise, there's some fantastic charities providing free access to condoms. Uh, a lot of those took their services online. So you could request free condoms online. You could have Zoom calls with, you know, with practitioners, with volunteers, you know, to talk about some of these issues. And obviously all the information was put online so people could access it from the comforts of their own home brilliant that's so good it's just so it's so progressive but it shouldn't be like that should be a really basic thing in our societies that yeah. like that's just how it is like because that it just normalizes it and makes it accessible you know because we don't want people under the age 25 to be stuck with or anybody but especially young people who may be in more precarious employment or maybe in, in poverty having babies that they don't want to have or having stis that they don't want to have so yeah yeah it, it's that's yeah that's oh it just makes me like doing this podcast just makes me realize how much work we have to do to kind of get to that lovely society but we will we will we will achieve that soon soon um but come here tell me you work with your dad in a condom <laughs> business I think this this what fascinates me about um sexual businesses sometimes like there's loads of like like people who make sex robots like you know it's like the son's upstairs doing the marketing the dad's downstairs building it the mom is doing the packaging and I just love that like little family dynamic of talking about these things that other people can't even mention like when you say the yeah. c word for covid some people say that for condoms and yet there's people going mom can you pass me the the balls there or can you you know yeah. pass me the the, the stretcher machine or whatever you're making and yeah. um, I love that approach like what is it like that family business thing do you ever talk about business outside of business or over the dinner table yeah so so to put that into perspective I was born in 1995 um the business was created in 1993 so it's actually two years older than me so I've I've literally grown up with this business it's almost been like a sibling to me you know my my dad, um, I'm sure will listen to this, he's an extremely passionate guy. He's probably the most passionate person you will meet, uh, especially when it comes to condoms as well. But yeah, I suppose he's he's got real you know, flair for this industry. He, he does it because he understands why it's so important. You know, so he always, you know, we always talk about it together. Uh, we've never shied away from it. I think when I was probably about three or four, I probably didn't know what those things in the shiny foils were. 
I think that was probably uh, me thinking they were sweets or key rings uh, or something like I that. Hope you probably did try and eat them as a kid. Like... Yeah, I probably did, yeah. <laughs> We've got some good flavours, like the bubblegum yeah. flavour and everything else. I probably did it at some stage. <laughs> yeah. Your poor daddy's probably gone, oh, my gosh. Or maybe you could have been a secret tester. He's like, try, try yeah. this cherry flavour. What do you think? Do you know, if we're laughing at it, Caroline, uh, the amount of times where I've had various friends over and we're going okay let's we're doing a taste test on what's the next <laughs> best flavor lubricant we're going to taste and everyone's been extremely obviously you know you choose your audience but everyone's been extremely open-minded we've got loads you know family friends we really are a little bit of a community uh, as a family and as uh, and family friends everyone knows exactly what we do they know we're not shy about it we talk about it very openly and yeah hopefully we can try and encourage other people to be like that as well that sounds that's fantastic and also please invite me to a tasting party like that that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. we will do yeah that sounds fab like but i love that like you know obviously you know we might have your dad on to ask him what it's like setting up a condom business back yeah. then but like technically like condoms were illegal in ireland technically speaking until 1993 like yeah. that's only two years before you were born like that's it's mad yeah. to think like and i would have been 11 so yeah. like i wasn't having sex at 11 but i you know may have been a few years off it and it's like yeah. they're technically illegal like it's mad to think that like something like so basic and part of healthcare and stopping you having 50 million babies or stis it was illegal to you know it's just yeah. it's wild i don't know i don't think the uk had were illegal for um for things like condoms i don't think so no i i think we've um we we haven't had that in 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 the uk i yeah, there might have been some law you know what it's like with some of these archaic laws which yeah. go back lots you know many years i mean that's a funny point actually the first uh this is a real condom geek fact for you here <laughs> but the first excavated condom found in the uk goes back to 1642 wow. so i think that just shows you how long condoms have been around that was at the height Absolutely. of syphilis and everything nasty like that going across europe those yeah. those uh what we're what we're trying to avoid these days with you know proper sex education so yeah, so they've been part of our culture for a very long time. Absolutely, and even before that, like the Egyptians used things like they'd insert um, a, a crocodile dung into vaginas to try and stop <laughs> contraception. Crazy. I yeah. can't imagine that was the most hygienic of things. <laughs> Definitely, not. or the Japanese used things like tortoise shell. I mean, that's not yeah. going to be comfortable for anybody. So I'm very I'm definitely glad. Definitely not vegan. Definitely not vegan. Well, people use like lamb bladders as well. Yeah, like, and yeah. just. Oh, and reusable condoms I don't know like do you see a future for that going down the in, into the eco-friendly future I mean like you said we don't want to leave yeah. condoms in landfills for ages but like reusable condoms do you think people will get so, on board yeah so so I mean definitely the whole sustainability piece with condoms uh that is going to be where the, the the future is for this market um, in terms of condoms, condoms decompose. They're made of natural latex, so that ultimately the 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 rubber is tapped from trees. That means that they bi biodegrade. So I think when I had a look earlier, the facts I think it was about a couple of years to biodegrade. So a natural latex condom will naturally biodegrade, but there's a whole other part of things like you know the packaging it comes in. Does it come with that nasty cellophane which comes around it and just stays around for hundreds of years? 
Um, it, there's there's other elements there as well. I think the key thing is um, it's with latex free condoms. Some of them, the PU ones, which are made early, uh, referenced earlier, they're the ones which kind of lie around in landfill for God knows how long. Going back to your question, reusable condoms. Um, I've, you know, look, I've, I, we don't do a reusable condom. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, on the regulations around uh, reusable condoms. If you look on all of our packs as part of the ISO standard, we've got to have the symbol, which, uh, which is a two with a line through it, which means don't use a condom uh, more than once because it's, you know, what hangs around in there afterwards. Not only that, reusing it there's a risk of spreading uh it's the sti part of things that might protect against the unplanned pregnancies however again i really wouldn't advise that you might get lucky and you might be okay in that front but it's the sti part which that's the part you've really got to watch especially if if it's between two sexual partners yeah yeah like if you if you don't wash a dildo properly all everything that's on it just sits there multiplying and just kind of um yeah and then you're putting into someone it's like super bomb of bacteria and everything going in so yeah i don't i don't think we're at that quite unless you had like some kind of space tech gizmo of like you know how you can sterilize like a baby's bottle and then if you could put a condom in something like that to do it but um i think we're a good bit off that just just yet yeah (laughs) Do you know, it's it's one of those, like say, condoms, you know, they the the made, you know, it's made from natural latex. So whilst whilst we do want to minimize obviously our you know footprint in terms of sustainability, uh, like say I, I'm not aware of anything at the moment where, like say, that space tech where you can clean everything and make everything all good again. I don't think it's out there. Um so I think obviously from a sexual health practicing point of view, you, you're obviously best sticking with the uh, the recommendations there. Yeah, definitely. And like treat yourself to some fun designs as well while you're at it. So, you know, yeah, if you get bored of one design and using it over and over again, yeah, <laughs> there should be a whole thing about that. So, um, but that's, it's been a fab little kind of, trip down condom lane i suppose <laughs> that sounds kind of disgusting doesn't it <laughs> yeah not use condom <laughs> lane uh, fresh condom lane um it's a, it's a fab world i think where where do you see apart from um the eco side of things where do you see condoms going in the future do you think we'll kind of they'll become more popular or you know are, are people going to stick to using them or are they kind of dropping off a little bit yeah so so i mean i i know for a fact with with our you know look commercial hat on for a second i know that we're still selling well we're selling more condoms each year so we're growing as a business which is fantastic so to me that shows that the trend of condoms in our in our world is is going up so that's that's fantastic and it's great to see that you know condoms are still popular uh people are still you know being educated on the benefits of using condoms it's you know it's the only contraception which protects against unplanned pregnancies as well as the whole sti part of it so so it's great to see that from my perspective condom use is still going on i did think about that question earlier where where's this market going to go in the future um to me at the moment it seems really interesting we've got there's, there's almost two types of condom sales that i'm aware of the first one is very discreet or don't let people know you've got condoms keep it quiet hush hush keep it very discreet the other part of it is 
bang in your face. There you go. Condoms, condoms, condoms. And I just think, to me, surely, it should just be, without sounding like a uh, broken record, it should just be about normalising things. So make them normal. Make them an everyday feature of your household, where you're living, what you do. You know, it's a case of it shouldn't be kept quiet because, like we say, people are having sex, believe it or not. The other side of it is, should it be forced down people's throats? You know, well, you know, it shouldn't have to be forced down people's throats. It should just be accepted that people wear condoms, people have access to condoms. To me, the future of the market is that middle ground, you know, make it normalise it, normalise just like you would, I don't know, a razor or something like that for shaving. You know, it becomes an everyday household item sort of thing. Mm, yeah I like that and I like the fact that they, they are available in places like supermarkets and chemists you don't have to go to any kind of specialist thing you can just pop them in with your um frozen food or whatever you're buying and stuff and, and it's just yeah it should be as normal normalized as that so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have that very very soon if not already so um Mike it's been fab chatting to you um where can people find you and and your work as well obviously you know you're in tons of shops and stuff around the world around 20 20 countries which is fab yeah so 26 countries we export to uh you know we do predominantly a lot of our sales obviously with the nhs so to a lot of the health services so if depending where you are located around the country you know if if you're in england uh you'll you'll see us popping up all over the country uh all you know websites online there's a lot of our sales go on there and and then yeah like you say 26 countries uh currently stocking EXS condoms which is yeah fantastic that's brilliant yeah no absolutely and you have a really fun Instagram as well yeah do you know that's something we're trying to and this goes back to the the whole what you were saying earlier Caroline about working with you know your your dad it's a family business um my dad bless him he's 57 57 so you know Instagram he wasn't brought up around Instagram and everything else so I'm kind of saying to him, have you seen the dark, you know, the dark arts of social media? Let's have a look at what we can do there. So we're trying to uh, increase the presence on, on social media. And, you know, the reason for that is it's not about trying to push your products. Again, it's not pushing people's, uh, your products down people's throats. It's, it's almost about kind of going, look, let's just be open about things. Let's talk about things. You know, we do the myth busting Monday. What, what we've a catchy title called the excess con excess uh, myth busting monday there you go i can nearly say it <laughs> and that's where we try and address not things just related to condoms we want to talk about all things sex sexuality let people know that you know it, it should be a safe space to talk about things openly and yeah so we're we're trying to uh yeah get the conversation going on instagram a little bit that's fabulous and long may it last before instagram crack down on on more sex ed (laughs) accounts which is not fair but we'll get there so that's fab so what is the instagram account name so it's at exs condoms official perfect perfect so yeah everyone pop over there especially for mondays myth busting mondays it sounds fab so um mike it's been fantastic chatting to you and thank you for sharing all your condom knowledge with me (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much i the one last thing before i do go uh we had our uh our uh, our monday morning i wish it was monday we had our morning meeting uh as we do every day in the office and i said look we're going on the podcast today we're going to talk about excess condoms the business ltc healthcare um and my dad and his colleague is his long-term 
good mate of his called Simon as well, who I'll, who I'll get a little feature. They were saying, when can we get a feature on Caroline's podcast? We <laughs> want to go in and talk about it. So if you ever want them, Caroline. I will happily you. chat to your dad about what it was like to be a condom slinger in the 90s. Like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you give Andy, give me a shout. We'll, we'll, we'll hook up and figure that out. So Brilliant. happy days. That's fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's great news. <laughs> so brilliant um yeah so listen thanks Emil, and yeah wrap it up over christmas <laughs> <laughs> thanks so, caroline brilliant thanks Emil, to all my listeners and yeah hopefully you get to enjoy the magical world of condoms and add a little bit of fun into your condom experience so as always thanks Emil, for listening if you want to get in touch it's at low west podcast on instagram and twitter and i'll chat to you next week <laughs>